to Faith FM. Um, Lyle? Yes? Uh, what's going on? Why aren't we live on the radio right now? Well, we are live on the radio. What are you talking about? We are live. Wait, no. I'm so confused right now. Hang on. This is our delayed broadcast, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. And so you're getting the music show this morning that we are taking because we have scheduled maintenance happening with our technical system. But... But if people actually want to transition over to the live show where things are actually happening live... How do they do that? Well, they can just jump on our faithfm.com.au website and listen to the live stream or... Grab the TuneIn app on your phone, download it. It will take you all of about 30 seconds and you can listen to the live show, which is happening right now. I know you're enjoying the music program that we have... But the live show is more exciting. So much better. You can win stuff. There's giveaways. Oh, it's it's a bundle of joy. And the TuneIn app, of course, you can take it with you everywhere you go. With free a to download. Perfect signal all the time. Run it through your car stereo. Listen to it through your headset. However you would like to listen to Lila Mon with The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88 for positively different radio in the morning.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Welcoming in the new morning, the new day with the breakfast show on Faith FM. No better way to do it. Hey, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, you're with Shana and Jordan this morning. We're so excited to have you guys start the day with us and mm-hmm. with God as well, of course, yes. and to present to you our show for today. I'm super excited for it. We have lots of good music. Um, Josh Cunningham, Jaden Lovick, uh, Jaza Clay, City of Light. And speaking of Josh Cunningham, mm-hmm. we will be actually interviewing him in a 
couple of minutes after this. So oh, nice. stay around because it's going to be good. Very good. We also have Love Matters with Neil Thompson. We love Love Matters. Mm-hmm. Do you love love? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then our encounter with God, which is a new topic where we've been talking through. We've gone back to the basics and we've been talking through the image of God, how God loves us, war in heaven, and we're going to continue that conversation more today. So heaps of good stuff you don't want to miss. Oh, we also have something really good to give away in our gift section. Oh, I'm so excited for it. So stay around for that Mm -hmm. at the end too. But before then, I want to talk about something really sweet and lovely and beautiful. Is it me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you a caring person? Um, It probably doesn't come very naturally. Oh, really? I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to talk about you, about your characteristics. I think you're caring. Oh, that's very nice of you. Why doesn't it come naturally? Do you... Why? Um... Uh, I think other attributes or characteristic traits comes more naturally to me. Okay. But caring poly is poly, poly, poly. It's poly not. Okay. (laughs) So what are the other ones that would come more naturally to you? Um, I'm a go-getter, determined, a fighter. Right. Um, And sometimes with those type of characteristics, you neglect people's feelings and emotions uh, okay and so very like goal oriented very driven sort of yeah task yeah task oriented well i'm gonna smash you with some bible verses to get some caring smash into me. you then <laughs> i am a christian so i am de- developing yeah and <laughs> i love your caring way yeah of- no. <laughs> i'm gonna carefully and very lovingly hit you with the bible okay. <laughs> now there are some really good verses about caring but i have a really really beautiful story to share with you before then can i do that yes so i found this video on good news network um they they just focus on all positive news stories which is such a breath of Mm -hmm. fresh air when all we hear is terrible things most of the time and it's a video and it's so special so it's um there's this elderly gentleman he's just at a restaurant at a cafe somewhere in georgia and he is trying to like eat his food but he can't because well turns out he's a war veteran but you can't really tell that straight away Mm -hmm. um but he's got like a bandage on one of his arms so it's Mm -hmm. like very hard to cut his food into small enough pieces so he can eat it and uh, the younger gentleman across from him notices this and so does one of the waitresses as well so as the younger gentleman is about to go and help him the waitress jumps in and just without a thought without hesitation starts cutting up food for him so it's easier for him to eat just bite 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 and so it's like super special and then they post the video onto facebook someone else in the cafe in the restaurant was videoing it they posted it to facebook and it got a lot of attention Mm -hmm. because it was just like wow like this is you know there's still good in the world someplace Mm -hmm. somewhere you know and um the person's family commented on it after that it was posted saying that yeah he was a war veteran and he sustained injuries to his arms because he was helping break up domestic violence or something so mm-hmm. it was just like a super nice example of people well first of all of war veteran you know giving back helping his country and that kind of thing but then also um someone giving back to him because there are mm-hmm. so many stories of these war veterans coming back and just kind of being neglected and just like yeah. left and yeah what do you think about it do you think it's good? Uh, yeah. So the lady, a random lady cut up his food? Yeah, well, she worked at the place. So she was, you know, busy serving people and she realized. Oh, okay. And so she helped to cut it up for him. Oh, what happened if she wasn't there? Well, hopefully someone else would have. Well, it sort of looks like in the video that the, another younger gentleman who was there was sort of about to go and help, but then she beat him to it. I know, but he went by himself, right? Oh, I have to double check the video. Hmm, now you like, got me. Like, how would he, he, he has to eat anyway. Somehow, right? yeah. Maybe he puts his face in the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good know. question. Or maybe he just does it, but a lot slower. And okay, yeah, maybe, more. yeah. I'm not but sure. But it's, 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 it's really the, <laughs> stop laughing, Shadow. Sorry. We're talking just, about caring. Yeah, we're, we're talking about caring. So, I mean, it's, it's a very nice that there's good people out there. Yeah, and it's like That's the little thoughtful. things that count yeah. as well, because like, I mean, taking the story further, I'm assuming that, well, maybe he usually has a carer or his wife or something oh, okay. wasn't there. I'm not really sure. But he could have eaten it, but maybe a lot slower. But she just, like, helped him out. Yeah. You know, it wasn't super necessary. Like, he wasn't dying on yeah. the floor. But, like, just alleviated his burdens yeah, for a bit, which is true. what caring's all about. I love it. We have yeah. some really good verses about really caring, nice. don't we? Yes. The Bible hits us with them. And there's one that says, actually, okay, there's, oh, there's actually so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2.4 
says, don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others as well. And if you read the verse before, well, this whole chapter is basically about having the attitude of Christ. Yeah. And it's saying examples of how, you know, you can be caring. And in verse three, it actually says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. And then it says, don't look out for your own interests. Mm-hmm. So it's taking us one step further yeah. From just caring like about others, but it's like even care about them more than you care about yourselves. Yeah. Do you think that that's actually good or do you think taken in the extreme that it's still good? Uh, I think there is a balance. Yeah. But to um, esteem others better than yourself mm. is to consider others, I think, before because before we take care of ourselves very well. Yeah, usually we're um, – who do you think of yourself first in the morning? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so and like – I God has convicted me that probably ninety nine percent of the time I'm thinking about my schedule, my mm-hmm. work, yeah, and just even things that's pertaining to life is yeah. fine. What I eat, what I'm gonna do, yeah. But I don't really consider other people, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's it's a switch of the mindset. Definitely, like, it's always balance that we need for everything. What about if people you know read this verse and take it to the extreme and go, okay. I have to put others above myself. Does that mean you should neglect self-care or, you know, the welfare and well-being of your own family or, you know, making sure that you are actually functioning fine as a human too? Yeah, I think think there's a balance. I think God does not, when he asks you something, he doesn't ask you without common sense or reasoning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He did give us the ability to be analytical and logical and to think things through. Yeah, because some people go to the other extreme then when they just they try and people please so much or give yeah. themselves so much. They're not actually saying like, hey, where are my priorities? Like, am I losing myself? And and then again, to that ex- spiritual extension, am I losing my own Christianity and my own time with God because I'm doing so many things for other people? Yeah. Oh, no, there has to be a balance. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to burn yourself out as well. No, definitely. But I think... Some of us, you know, are prone more to just be selfish. So finding finding that happy medium where, you know, through God's strength to, okay, I'm going to look after myself. I need to make sure, you know, I'm okay. You don't want to, as you said, be yeah. frazzled, burn yourself out. But then continue. There's another verse in Galatians 6 two, which is so nice and helps with this principle, I think, to share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. So if you can see maybe someone's giving too much of themselves to others, verging on burnout or also mm-hmm. maybe – they're looking at themselves too much. Mm-hmm. Help them out. Like be that person. Like this waitress, for example. Yeah. Share the burdens. Now, there's another verse which I really like. Super random kind of, but it's in Proverbs 12, 10. And it says, the godly care for their animals, mm-hmm. but the wicked are always cruel. So for all the animal lovers out there, yeah. this verse is for you, which should be everyone. Yeah. Would you say you're a, peep, a pet person? Uh, no. No. You're not, not into it. Um, if I go into a house and like, there will be two reactions, right? Okay. When you go into a house and there's a puppy or a dog. Yeah. One reaction is, oh, and they're like drooling. Like, I don't know which one is drooling more, the dog or the the human? human? (laughs) I've got some friends like that. Yeah. And I don't know who's jumping more, the human or the dog. (laughs) So So true. But for me, when I come in, I'm just like, I, I just... Don't even pay attention. You're not really flustered. No. You're sort of like, is it clean? It, it, okay, it, hi. But yeah, that's it enough. doesn't phase me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll pet it and say hi. Yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> you know, to be polite. Yeah. But it, it won't phase me too much. Oh, because there's some of those people who are like, oh, like a puppy. Oh, yeah, there's a puppy. Yeah, like yeah. you're pointing and like almost yeah. crashing the car because there's a dog. I'm probably somewhere in between. I'm kind of like, yeah, cute. Okay. But like also, yeah, okay, cool. Like, if, yeah, you know, I've had my, it doesn't had my time. Phase you too like much. my own pets if I have yeah. them, but. But the thing is, I mean, like, I like that God cares for everything he created. Yeah. And it, it, it goes to animals and I think even to trees and to the landscape. I think it's just, it's everything he has created that he does have a care for. And we do have a duty, you know, it says right there in Genesis, we have a duty to tend, you know, they tend to the garden to look after what God has blessed us with. Yeah. And one thing I like about... Yeah, the the verse. <laughs> Sorry, we just ran out of time. No, say it quickly. quickly oh, okay. Jordan. There was, you know, there's a verse in Exodus about Sabbath is a day of rest. Yeah. And God in the list of, mm-hmm. you know, your servants, your family, and he also 
included in the day of rest? Your animals. Your animals. Oh, how Caring cool is that? Your people, your animals, trees, plants, yes, just everything. Be kind, courteous. Yes. Love it. We're going to listen to I Need Thee by Jaden Lovick. You're with us on Faith FM. Stay around for a guest interview right after this.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88 right across Australia. And we have a special guest right here in the studio with us, Clive. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Now you've got a little bit of a different accent. Whereabouts are you coming from, Clive? I'm from England. You're from England, but you're related, I hear, to one of our producers. That's right. How does that actually work? So my father and his father are brothers. Okay. So um, Nick. Um, Kute is my cousin, and uh, but living on opposite opposite sides of the world, England is kind of pretty much as far away from Australia as you can get. Isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Wow, fantastic. Okay, so tell me, what brings you to Australia? So um, we've been working on. We, oh, by the way, I should say we have had you on the show. That's I'm right. Told that's right. In the past. But I wasn't here. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what, we, what we've been doing over the last year is it's the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation. Um, we decided to um, create really short videos, three to five minutes long, on the Reformation, going through a historical journey, mm-hmm. right from um, Constantine all the way up um, to John Wesley and a few other the ref- reformers as well. And basically, these videos are geared towards young people. There's 48 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did it for once every single week. So every single Wednesday at a certain time, I think it was 5.30pm, an episode would come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been the journey that we're on. But we got thinking as we were wrapping up, well, I say... Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait a minute, let's just stop there for a moment because <laughs> I'm just thinking, we didn't have any reformers here that's in right. In the 16th century, there wasn't a whole lot happening in this, in this continent. So why on earth are you here? So, um, you know, the Reformation didn't end. You know, it's a continuation. Mm. Yes. Um, I think it's Daniel 12, 4, says knowledge would increase. Um, so we realized that, you know, we couldn't just stop there. We had to go into the birth of the Christian movement across the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, in, in uh, America, for example, after the Great Awakening, you had Methodism, which rose up. And through that, the scriptures got unveiled through time and the Advent movement, you mm-hmm. know, William Miller, that progressed, and through there you had the Adventist movement which came out of that. And that just didn't stay in America, it spread around the world. You know, it, it came to Europe, it came to Australia. Through Australia, Sanitarium was born, Ad- Avondale College was founded. Mm-hmm. So we were touching on all these different things. So next year we're going on a journey from 2018, from June 2018 to June 2019, where we're following the, the progression of the movement and how the, Re- the Reformation never stopped, but it continued to develop. So you'll have another 48. Small presentation. It's probably going to be about fifty-two. That, okay, so you're going to do it every single week, pretty much. Yeah, every single so week. So this is that's a awesome. project that's started big, but now it's getting even bigger. You well, can't stop. Yeah, it's like I mean, a snowball effect. It, it actually started pretty small. We were okay. a, we were aiming to make videos yep. for our, our young people. Um, Adam who's the presenter, he's the youth director for our conference in England. Mm-hmm. And um, we were aiming to just do really short videos for them. Mm-hmm. But after we released the first episode, we were like, this is way bigger mm-hmm. than we anticipated mm-hmm. it to be. Um, it's interesting that um, some of the early stuff that we shot, we actually went back and shot them again because we were like, it's not good enough because this project had grown so much. Wow. So instead of now being a project just for, 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 for England, it's actually a global project. It's being shared on TV networks across the world, America, New Zealand, over here as well. Um, we've just been working with um, the Advent Discovery Centre, um, um, the Bible Discovery Centre, sorry, and um, they've developed these into Bible studies as well. So wow. developed it even even more. So we have a Reformation Bible series that's online as well through Hope Channel. So this has literally just pff, exploded. Wow. And so, 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 so question, after you've finished you know, the, the, the continuation of the Reformation, you bring the Reformation through to our day, mm-hmm. what next after that? Are you going to um, take it from our day and just you know, finish off the whole story? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we've already got plans. We've actually... Bar four episodes, we've actually finished the season or um, season two. So right. we finished the the, the 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 one we're on now. We've got a few stuff to do in Europe, but we've decided to go back in time 
and go all the way back to the beginning. Wow. So you have Egypt in the Old Testament, you know, and then you go throughout the historical places, which some of these artifacts are still there today. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, young people don't know that about them. Yeah. And so we're trying to bring, you know, the Bible to life. So we're going through the Old Testament, then touch on the New Testament, the life of Jesus, then touch on the life of Paul. And then you could, we're even thinking about doing the seven churches, the four horsemen, you know, the possibilities oh, are endless. Wow. Because, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so exciting. I mean, I, I guess the mandate for us is I've grown up as an Adventist in the mm -hmm. Adventist faith. Um, but we live in a generation where people don't want to read. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I've read the Great Controversy. I've read um, the Bible. But people just don't want to read. And, mm -hmm. and God has given me a gift in, in making videos. Mm -hmm. And it's for me now to translate this into visual content so that people so can digest in, in, in small segments. Mm. We're living in an age where you have three to five seconds to reach someone on Facebook, mm -hmm. for example, because mm -hmm. they just keep on scrolling. So, um, you know, one of the features that we do is making sure that the first three to five seconds are shoot really, really sharp, really, really punchy. So when someone's scrolling, you know, they're, they're touching and it's, it's paid it's paid for what we've done because mm -hmm. we've got huge statistics. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think our highest viewership is 13 to 31. Wow. Um, a quarter of people come into our the, website. That's the age bracket. That's the age bracket. Okay, so you're hitting your target audience really well then. Exactly, exactly. And I was going to say, this is so exciting. Because when you said 13 to 31, I'm like, oh, there's 13 to 31 people who have watched oh, it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're touching a million. Yeah. We're that's touching awesome. a million. So. Um, this is so exciting. And, you know, being in the, in the movie making industry, I guess, and to some extent, you're acutely aware of how important videos are for our generation as you're saying we're, we're too lazy to read now uh, yeah, exactly. and those short snappy videos are so important what um so what exactly are you sort of doing with the videos is it like drama or animation or info or it's, how it's, is it playing out it's more like a documentary okay um but i would say it's a it's not a dramatized documentary yeah. but it's very cinematic is, yeah. the, is the way i'll say it. it's a cinematic documentary okay. so it's it's three to five minutes of high quality video. We've got drone footage, we've got oh. gimbal footage, you know, we've got aerials of the locations. Um, and we're not just doing this in a green screen. Mm -hmm. We're physically going to these places, capturing the environment and, you know, producing the content. And on top of that, um, we've also got 360 degree video of each location. So not only can you see these videos in 2D, you can now explore the whole location. You go down to Wittenberg where Martin Luther posted 95 mm. Thesis, 360 degree video of these places. Because, you know, we're in Australia. You mm. know, we're in Australia right now. How is the young person going to visually see that for himself? Mm. So that's why... Yeah, it's kind of Germany's a long way from here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, for me, I'm in Europe. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and these places are on my doorstep. Yeah. So um, this is why we, we initially started to do these things. It, it's amazing how we started we we initially only wanted to cover the stuff in london mm -hmm. and then we thought well if we're going to do london we might as well do europe we might as well do um, wales and scotland because that's all close to us and then we thought you know what if we're going to do wales and scotland we might as well do <laughs> europe and this is just how this project just developed developed and grew yeah so you, you'll be working with a, a quite a large team i'm assuming with you know the the acting and the filming and the editing and all that kind of thing what's your team like so um to be honest, it's very small. Really? <laughs> it's very small. Wow. So um, okay. <laughs> I do most of the camera work. Right. Um, there's another guy who's helped me called Jasper. Um, he actually lives in the Philippines. Right. Um, and then Adam does the presenting. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad helps um, us as well at times. And then we have a photographer who comes to make sure we get really good images of mm -hmm. these locations. Uh, we have a sound engineer. Mm -hmm. um, but not everyone comes on every trip because it can get quite expensive yeah. mm -hmm. um, and people work and things like that. So on every trip has been myself and Adam mm -hmm. and then everyone fits in where they can. Okay, now here's a question because your talent has just left. Adam, Adam, the, the star of the show, he's the, he's the presenter. He's moved on. Mm -hmm. He's no longer here in Australia and you still are. Mm -hmm. How does that work? How do, you, how do you produce movies when you don't have talent to uh, stand in front of the camera? So um, for the last two weeks, we've been intensely filming. Um, so we've been down to New Zealand. We came. We went to Melbourne, um, covered the stuff at North Fitzroy Church and Warburton, and now we came here. Did Avondale? Did Sydney? Did the Sydney Adventist Hospital? Um, so the filming's actually done. Wow. <laughs> but because I have family here, I have a cousin. Uh, I have a cousin who's getting married in Melbourne, so we stayed a bit longer. But the yeah. filming for Australia is is finished. Nice. So how much longer are you, are you here in Australia? Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. Very nice. Two more weeks. And so now I've, I can relax and enjoy the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's so been a tough exciting. year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, with, with all of these different countries, how many different countries have you been to as you've been producing this series? Uh, America. I, I mean, was, I was talking to Adam the other day, and I'm like. Um, 
like, uh, so where did you come from? And he's like, ah, and he's sort of, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, and, and, and how long have you been on this trip? And he's like, ah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all starting to blend together. I mean, s- season two has been Australia, New Zealand and America so far. We mm-hmm. have more in Europe to cover. Mm-hmm. Season one, pretty much every country in Europe, wow. <laughs> apart from probably Spain. <laughs> Um, pretty much most countries in Europe. So <laughs> there were Reformation stories in Spain. You could have gone to we, Spain. We just didn't. We couldn't do it. Left the Spaniards out. <laughs> well, we did the Spanish Armada. Yes, um, but they were attacking England. So, so, so we just were. stayed in England. <laughs> so are these videos available online? How can people yeah, so access them? They're all free. Um, <gasps> if you go to our Facebook page, just type in Lineage Journey. Go to YouTube, type in Lineage Journey, or our website, which is lineagejourney.com. Mm-hmm. Everything is on there. Vimeo, Vimeo, uh, they're on Vimeo as well. Uh, we actually embed the Vimeo links on our on our um, website. But yeah, everything's free. Everything's wow. access. We also have an Apple TV app coming out um, in the next few weeks. So everything will be accessible to TVs and hopefully moving into Roku and iPhone development as well. So we've got uh, uh, some really cool things coming out to, to push this reformation work forward. Oh, my mind's blown. This is so, <laughs> so exciting. I can't believe, oh, especially for, you know, our generation. Yeah. Just the video tool is so important. That's right. So with all of this travel, you must have had some adventure along the way. What was your most adventurous story <laughs> from uh, yeah. all of these different countries that you've been to? Okay. Um, well, I, I would say our last trip was the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a place called Montpellier. And um, just near Montpellier, there was a lady called Mary Durand, mm-hmm. who wasn't necessarily anything to do with the Reformation. Um, but she was imprisoned for 40 years from the mm-hmm. age of 19, just after she got married, because her brother was a pastor, a Huguenot pastor. So she was put in, in sort of a dungeon in a castle with uh, 40 other women, and they lived there for 40 years mm-hmm. just because she was a Christian. All they had was a six-foot hole in the ceiling where food would come down, rain would come down, water would come down, sunshine would come down. That's all they had, weren't allowed outside. But she was so... Um, God-fearing that she stayed faithful. Mm-hmm. But when we landed in Montpellier, um, our sound engineer, his name is Anton Stewart, um, he thought that I had the camera batteries and I thought he had the camera batteries. Oh, no. <laughs> so we, we've just flown, you know, two hours or hour and a half, whatever it is, from, from England, from London down there. It's, and hard, to, it's hard for Australians <laughs> to imagine flying for um, an hour and a half and to getting a new to country. Mont- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Southern France is like, yeah, that's a long way from here. <laughs> so we literally were on the plane and we're discussing it and we're like, oh, no. You know, no one's got any batteries. And then um, on top of it, I, we landed. Everyone else's suitcase came <gasps> apart from mine, which had the tripod in and all my clothes. So um, so you got cameras. We had cameras, but no but batteries. No batteries. And <laughs> no, no batteries, clothes just, or just tripod. Cameras. Exactly. So we spent that morning frantically, you know, trying to source stuff. But God worked it out. We managed to borrow something from the, the, the France, um, the North France conference. We managed to borrow a tripod. And then we had to go and purchase some batteries, which were really expensive. Mm. They were on Amazon. I can probably get them for £13, probably about $26. And it was €74, Euros, which is probably Ouch. about £70 each. Ooh. So, um, you know, you can't just buy one. so um, that was probably you know uh, an interesting journey and then we discovered that um, accommodation was a bit up in the air we ended up sleeping in tents and wait 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 wait. back up there a second back up there a second (laughs) you're sleeping in how on earth did you take tents with you no so we we were staying we're supposed to be staying at at the conference run community center or whatever it was i can't remember the name and um, they were all booked up so we got down there and the um, the tents were about 200 meters there's power outlet now we're a film crew yeah we got we got we got, we got cameras to charge we've got drone batteries to charge you know sound equipment you know etc lights etc etc so we're like how on earth are we going to charge batteries from our tents so um we ended up. Well, what about security? How do you have? How do you secure all that valuable equipment well, when you're living in a tent? What we ended up doing was um, the, the only parking was right next to the tent, mm-hmm. so um, the guys all slept in the tent. I slept in the van, and um, we managed to find a hundred meter. Well, it was just about reached the distance extension power cord from inside the building into the t- into the van, and I stayed up in the van all night, um, charging batteries and sleeping when I could. So it was, <laughs> that was probably our most challenging. But we also have had some um, life threatening um, things that have taken place as well. Um, on one of the occasions, we we climbed a mountain called uh, Mount Castelluzzo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in the Waldensi Valley and um, Northern Italy. 
more than Italy um, for any of you that's watching we have a beh behind the scenes video on this as well mm -hmm. of what took place um, but we climbed this mountain we actually went there twice but the first time we went we climbed this mountain and um, as we got to the top we're filming and basically the Waldenses were marched up there and they were told that they would have to um, recant or be thrown off the cliff mm -hmm. and lose so give, up, give up their faith give or... up their faith and they would lose their lives basically um, so as we're on the cliff edge it's really icy um, Adam slips and he starts tumbling down and now this is a sheer drop like he's gonna die he's literally gonna die and he he lands on a ledge which pretty much only fitted his body and if he'd gone you know a, a meter to the left a meter to the right a meter forward he would have died um oh and oh. funnily enough well not really not funny enough um one of the behind the scenes um guys that was there was recording everything at, at that time and um, so we have it all documented, wow. um, the fall and everything. And, and, you know, it never looks as bad as it is when you watch it on a video. Yeah. But I tell you, this was a sheer drop. We, <laughs> we actually thought, you know, we were going to lose Adam. You know, it yeah. was it was he was that close and a bit shaken up. And that, know, would, that would give a new perspective. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> to, for your personal experience of what the Waldenders actually experienced, through, because yeah. they were actually thrown right off. Exactly. Exactly. And, and for me, um, you know, we climbed up this mountain and the, they were marched almost two, two and a half hours up this mountain before yeah. they were thrown off the cliff. And it really, you know, just a spiritual point of view, it really made me think that, um, you know, it would have been easier for the papal soldiers to kill these people at the bottom of the hill. Why did they have to march them to the top and throw yeah. them off the cliff? And then it hit me when I was up there that the devil's not necessarily after um, your life. He's not yeah. necessarily after your, um, your death. He's after submission. Mm. He wants you to submit. So they were marched up there to make them think that, you know, you're going to die unless you submit to me. Mm. But many of them were faithful. So that was a, a spiritual aspect. But yeah, Adam almost died the Waldensian death. But yeah. <laughs> we thank God that he's still here today. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Um, Clive has been fantastic having you here on the show. And there is, uh, you, you sound like you just have so many Everything more stories to tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots more to tell, but I know time is short. <laughs> we'll, 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 get you, we'll get you back on again sometime. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, Clive Coutte. And uh, we're going to continue with our programming right now. Um, you're listening to Faith FM. Don't go anywhere. We've got more great programming coming up right after this. strength 
just been listening to More Valuable Than These by Matt and Josie Minigus here on Faith FM and we've come to our Bible study section, our encounter with God and we have been talking about the other woman and she is quite a piece of work. (laughs) 
It's better than what you said about her before. <laughs> yeah, I called her. I called her a total whore. <laughs> Right, okay, if, if you've just joined us and we're naming and shaming women of all kinds of calibre, what does this have to do no, no, with encountering God? No, we're only naming God? and shaming, not naming and shaming women. We are naming and shaming one okay, woman okay. in particular. All right. Who um, is not your average individual by any stretch of the imagination, this <laughs> and person. just so you know, she's not a real physical woman that's walking no, around. She's not a celebrity, not a woman. mother or nothing mm. like that. Well, she's a mother. <laughs> I mean, like here on earth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. The Bible calls her the mother of harlots. Even better. And the Bible says that she is drunk with the blood she is drinking of, of the saints, human blood. So she is a cannibal. Right. Uh, so there's no wonder the Bible has some rather strong things to say in relation. Yes. This is, this is yep. not your, um, your average broken person in need of Jesus Christ um, like we all are. Yes, no matter this what is, your uh, this is, um, profession is symbolic. In, symbolic of a of, uh, of 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 people who are against God, Babylon, right? Um, a church, a woman is a symbol of a church. This is a, a false church, an apostate church, and uh, it comes to symbolize all the world who is against God at the end of time. It seems interesting. I mean, without having that background, that reading this in the Bible, it's like. That can't be in the Bible. The Bible's <laughs> about pure things and love and, it you know. in the Bible. But it is. And so for it to be in the Bible, it's a big, I think it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's and very it, cool And there's indeed. a lot of, um, you know, we've got a whole Bible study talking about this specific other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are we up to with, with explaining her and the meaning of it? Um, we learnt before. Yeah, so why don't we go through and make a bit of a list of some of the things that, um, that are contained in Babylon's wine that make people spiritually drunk. Now, I'm just going to do a, um, a quick review from yesterday. We looked in yep. yesterday about what it is that makes people spiritually intoxicated. And we read from Isaiah chapter 29 where Isaiah made this observation. He says, like, oh, stop and wonder. Cry out. They are drunk but not with wine, not with alcohol. They stagger, but not with strong drink. And so here he sees a group of people. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? These people are clearly intoxicated, but they haven't been imbibing any alcohol. And then, so he continues on, and uh, he explains what it is that he's talking about. And he says, wherefore the Lord says, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, they honor me. In other words, they're, they're saying, yeah, we serve God, we love God. Um, they've removed their heart far from me. What's their problem? It continues on to say, um, their fear toward me or their honor toward me is taught by the teachings of men. Right. So it's the teachings of men. opposed to the teachings of God. It's the teachings of men opposed to the teachings of God that spiritually intoxicate people at the end of time. Wow. So they stagger around like they're drunk. They have no idea what they're doing or where they're going yep. or anything like that, because they're just you know they're just completely losing it. Is that because the teachings that we try and come up with without God's assistance are just like they have this effect? Yeah. There is no there's no sense to it. There's no they have the rhyme whole, or reason. They or have the whole human effect where we just do things that are completely counterintuitive to everything that we should have in our life. And uh, it's, it's human nature. Human nature destroys What itself. about the teaching? And like teachings can be a pretty big word. But what about, you know, there are lots of people who aren't Christian or anything, and but they do use they do use science and uh, like philosophy and, you know, a lot of altruism in their day-to-day work, in their technological advancements. And there's a lot of things happening in the secular world that are actually very good. And you wouldn't describe everything that's happening in the secular world as perhaps being like this drunk person not knowing what's going on. Is there some good in what like people can dream up themselves and what, what advancements are being there made? There's tremendous good in all of that because God has given us a mind and he has... He okay, has, good. Uh, okay, so we're not talking about just uh, study and science and engineering. Yeah. God, God is the author of all of these things. He yeah. created them and he gave them to us to enjoy and to learn and to appreciate. When it te- talks about the teachings of men, this is spiritual teachings. Okay. That counteract the word of God. In fact, the Bible makes it even more specific than just any random teaching that is against the word of God, the Bible. It's not just any random teaching against the Bible. Jesus quotes this passage and Jesus makes it much more specific indeed. So if you go over to the book of Matthew chapter 15, 
Matthew chapter 15, and here Jesus is having an interesting discussion with the Pharisees, as he often did. And in verse 1, Jesus, uh, then then, uh, scribes and Pharisees came to Jesus at Jerusalem saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? And so they're talking about spiritual traditions here, and they're saying, Why do your disciples transgress this? Because they don't wash their hands when they eat. And, you know, we read that in the Western society and we're like, what on earth, what kind of a filthy, terrible person, animal, doesn't wash their hands when they eat? Especially back then, I mean, even now, but especially when there's So many communicable diseases going (laughs) around. Okay, so this was not a hygienic washing of hands. Right. They had a hygienic washing of hands, yes, before they ate. But they also had a ceremonial washing of hands. And this is what the Pharisees were complaining about because nobody's going to complain about hygiene. The ceremonial washing of hands was something that you did where you took half an eggshell of water, poured onto the wrist of your left hand. It -hmm. had to then run down through the palm of your hand, out through the four fingers on your hand, onto the wrist of your right hand, down through the palm of your right hand, and out through the four fingers, and then onto the ground. And you had to do this every time before you ate so that you could be ritually cleansed from maybe having come into contact with a Gentile. Wow. For example. Okay. And, of course, if no water was available, you were still allowed to eat because they had a loophole in their law. Of course, you don't find any of this in the Bible. This has got nothing to do with the Bible. It's just random stuff that these guys made up. They had this loophole that um, if you were somewhere where there was no water, you were still allowed to eat provided that you went through the actions. Motions. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.